0: Have you guys ever... Do you care if I bring some Zima on? Yes, I care if you bring Zima. Zima doesn't count. Zima... Oh. Zima's... Dr. Dongo. Anyway. Join us every Saturday for a podcast that delves into the craft brew world. What on earth is that? It's a Journey into Comics Network production! Marijuana, 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 marijuana. Happy 420, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of Canaculture. I am your can of sewer, Nate. I want to thank you guys so much for joining me today on this very special episode. It is episode 3 of our show, but we are celebrating the greatest holiday in our existence. Ladies and gentlemen, today is the 420 special. We're going to be talking a lot about that holiday, where it comes from, some stories, things of that nature. Getting into it though, I need you guys to start interacting more. And what I mean by that is, I'm going to start saying things like, what are you guys smoking? And The comments of the next time we post. Post what you're smoking. Tell me what kind of strains you're having. I want to talk about those different strains on the podcast. We can dive in and get your opinions on those different strains, right? So today I have a lot of different things we're going to be touching on. And the first thing we're going to really touch on is how is everybody doing in this crazy time? As I keep saying it every episode, we are getting through the best we can. And I will say that I will open up the floor for a 420 story right out of the gate. That will kick off our celebration. Quick drink break as always. Brought to you by our friends in Brews with Dudes, the lovely Nick Maxon, Someone who um, I care a great deal about. He's a great dude. So check out that show. Anyways. So... Here's my story. We are, you know, today is the 24th, if you're listening, on release day. Thank you again for listening. Um, And if you're listening, uh, you know that the holiday has already happened. Well, the day before the holiday, every year since I was put into existence, is my birthday. So 419, my birthday. 420 is a holiday. 419 is a pregame celebration for the holiday, right? We start to run low on supply during my birthday, and I'm, like, realizing, like, we're not even going to make it to Monday. Like, not that we're out, but we're not going to have, like, enough to just freely have a smoke whenever we want on 420 during the holiday. So I think to myself, like, what's the best solution? And I really didn't know our typical guy we usually only get from about once a month. He's kind of like that. You know, if We again, we don't we don't live in a state that's legal, so we have to do the stupid back channel shit, you know? And, um, I got added to this group, uh, on Facebook and in this group, a bunch of people were posting like amazing pictures of just some of the most beautiful buds ever. And this guy posted a picture, surprisingly enough of pineapple express, which we talked about the movie. We haven't talked about the strain for another time in another place. So he posted the strain of pineapple express in a picture. And I was like, wow this is gorgeous, bro. Like, do you have extra? And where are you at? And the dude's like, PM me. So PM him. He's like, hey, I'm in Illinois. And I'm like, oh, well, where he tells me where I say, oh, that that's not too far out from my crib. So it's like a 20 minute drive, whatever. Not a big deal. 30 minute drive, something like that. Okay. so I'm thinking about it. And it was like a couple weeks ago that I was thinking about it. I hit this guy up and I let the time go and then here we are, it's like my birthday, and I'm running low. And I think, oh, well, there's that dude. And he had some pretty reasonable prices, $90 for a half, which is insanely reasonable. That's cheaper than the cheapest I've ever got a half. So it was a great win. And, and savings during this time, I think, is a huge win. And I keep saying huge win for some reason. Today is a huge win. I'm stoned. Don't judge me. So I hit him up on my birthday, and I'm like, hey, man, Uh, you still got that Pineapple Express? And he's like, no. I have White Rhino, Platinum OG, and Fruity Pebbles. And I was like, oh, okay. What are your prices again? He says, $90 for a half. I think it's like $60 for a quarter. $35 for an eighth or something. And I was like, that is really cheap, I actually got some birthday money, surprise, surprise, because the universe is kind, and although I couldn't see my family, they sent me tidings of kindness and love with showering me with dinero that they, you know, figured I could use in this crazy ass time, which I could use, and utilize very, very well. So I hit the dude up, and I'm like, hey man, what are you doing, this was on my birthday again, I'm like, what are you doing in a little bit, and he's like, um, I don't I'm at work right now, but later, you know, I should be available and I can text you when I am available. And I said, that sounds like a great plan. Let's go through with that. And then shortly thereafter, he's like, I'm actually on my way home. If, if you can swing by like in a half hour or so. And I was like, oh, I have to leave like right now. So I get my stuff together and I head out. I start driving. I'm using the GPS, taking me where I'm supposed to head. And again, I've never officially met this person. I only know him through a Facebook group. I also know he's in Illinois, which is a recreationally legal state. I'm like, all right, let's do this, you know. Hopefully I don't wake up murdered tomorrow. So we, I, I end up driving to his place, and on my way there, I had to stop and get a little extra cash. I only had 80 on me, and I didn't want to stop at uh, ATM ATM if I could help it. So I thought, I'll just go to a Walgreens, get myself a drink, and then get cash back. I get my drink. The lady's like, we're not doing cash back here. And I was like, oh, come on, man. And I was like, could you point me to the nearest uh, bank? I won't tell you exactly the bank that I use. But uh, can you tell me where the nearest bank is specific to the bank that I use? And she said, it's it's right next door. And I was like, what? Are you serious? She's like, yeah, it's right. literally right, right next door. And I was like, that's amazing. So I stopped there, grabbed the extra cash, got to the dude's place, roll up. Hit him up. I text him. Hey, I'm here. He says, I'll be right out. Okay. He walks out. He drops a massive sack in the car, and he's like, there you go, bro. And I hand him the money. I'm like, there's 90. And he goes, 90? I thought you wanted a zip. And if you don't know what a zip is, a zip is a full Ziploc bag, which means an ounce. That's about how much you can fit in one. That's learning something today on the podcast and the back channels of uh, cannabis. I was like, no, when I said I wanted half, I meant like half of each strain mixed up you know and he's like oh okay no worries so he goes inside for a minute handles it and then comes back out we make the transaction we bullshit for a few minutes and I head home super simple easy as that so that answers my question earlier because what am I smoking right now I'm smoking Fruity Pebbles a big ass bowl of Fruity Pebbles enjoying it I'm gonna enjoy it right now while I'm talking to you guys ready It's damn fine. It's probably going to make me cough. (sighs) Just being super real. I hate that. I hate the coughing effect. It's the worst. They say that coughing makes you 10 times more higher. We'll see. We're going to learn about that eventually on this show, I do believe. get done taking a quick drink break yet again. Got to keep hydrated when you're smoking like that. You don't want to have crazy cotton mouth like a motherfucker. So let's get into the show, yeah? Let's talk about 420. What is 420? It's clearly a holiday to celebrate cannabis. Cannabis is a plant. comes from Earth. You're going to apparently be hearing somebody who's doing crazy yard work outside. Not really sure what's going on. Sounds like a spaceship is happening, if you guys can hear that. But anyways, to, uh, to get back to it, you know, this is our holiday. This is a day where we celebrate being a smoker, smoking cannabis, having a nice time, understanding what the plant actually is, knowing that it's not some crazy gonna, you know, turn you into a psychotic drug addict who has got problems, you know, a lot of a lot of studies have come out and said that honestly cannabis is really great for getting people off of opioids and right now we have an opioid crisis in our country as a lot of people, I'm sure you may or may not know, have an addiction to can uh to uh, the opioids and cannabis can be a thing to lead them off of those and make them uh, not have to deal with things like withdrawals which are terrible you know uh, my dad has to take pain medication not de- well they are opioids yeah but I mean he's he has got to take opioids unfortunately for his back they prescribe it to him and you know it's brutal it really is it makes him days he'll go oh I can't eat We'll, we'll go down and well when we were able to travel and go visit and stuff before all this uh stuff happened with COVID-19 like I we would go down and we would cook you know food and we'd be like hey uh are you gonna eat your plate and he'd just be like I I just lost my appetite I don't know I can't eat for some reason I don't know why I can't eat but I just can't. I can't do it. So I was talking about my dad and having struggles with the medication he takes, and how cannabis can help him feel better. You know, and I just want to brief on that really quick because uh, you know he has been affected by opioids and had withdrawals or inability to eat or you know crazy nausea or you know unable to sleep. There's all kinds of different shit he's had to go through, and the weird thing is, is at a time he takes him to a point, and then he starts hurting more because he's taking them. He has to take get and wean off. And then get back on him and wean off. It's like a fucking ebb and flow thing. It's absolutely disgusting and despicable. And if cannabis was legal, just straight up, hey, we can prescribe you strong, high-grade medicinal cannabis to feel better. Guess what? He wouldn't be feeling like shit all the time. And I'm sure he would be all for that solution, honestly. So today's our day. We're celebrating. We're not getting frustrated. Trying to keep the vibe happy and high. (laughs) See what I did there? So what is this day other than a day where we just smoke a ton of weed? Well, it's a, it's actually a day that is surrounded with a lot of myths. A lot of people have come out with different rumors. I'm sure as you're sitting here now, you're in your head saying all the things you think is why 420 is called 420. And interestingly, I dug up, did a little bit of research. I kind of cut into the timeline a little bit, the THC timeline. We're going to kind of jump in into the future a little bit here and and talk about a more specific patch of time. Before we do that, though, I do want to kind of debunk a few myths. Things people say that are just absolutely plum wrong or crazy. Or just crazily plum wrong. It's bad. You know, stop it. That's what I'm saying. Uh, and the first myth is that we have... And it's, you know, most basically probably what most of you guys are thinking... It's police code, man. Police code for marijuana. No, incorrect. It's not the police radio code for cannabis in any city or state. You can look. Uh, that is absolutely false. There is no factual evidence to back that up whatsoever. Uh, now, some of you in the Californian voices I was doing might think it's the it's the penal code, it's the California penal code for people who who smoked. That's what the code was because, you know, now it's legal. So that code doesn't really matter the same. Nope, that's also false. That's not even close. That code is something to do with building permits, I'm pretty sure, if my research serves me correct. So that's incorrect. Uh, Now, as I dug a little bit deeper, I found more myths that people propagate that I didn't even know. The first two were pretty much the ones I thought were like, okay, if that's real it's like it could be like 20% real but it just didn't quite make sense to me because one why would California have a penal code now still in place for something that's legal it just it didn't add up to me so anyways the the one of the new ones i found it is not a chemical it's not the number of chemical compounds in THC like the total number of chemical compounds in THC is like 300 and something so that's a that's a, a pr- i mean it's a pretty big discrepancy 420 300 and something i mean you know you're not quite there i get where you want to go and that's a beautiful um sentiment you know i love that but you're but you're propagating misinformation and i think that that's one thing that cannabis users should be better at is knowing what the fuck we're talking about man like here's the problem and i feel I am even to blame at some points because I don't always I did well I did before this podcast I didn't always but now I try to be more research minded but I didn't always do my research and I did kind of just talk from what I had heard, you know, stories and rumors and pray tell all that. I really didn't like it as much cuz then you find out sometimes you're wrong and you're like, "Oh god, I'm I misled a person. I t- I told him a thing that was inaccurate and now I feel like a dumbass, and I'm not cool with that. I don't want to have that feeling that I misled somebody. So, also, and that's another thing I want to say if I say something wrong on this podcast or give you information that you know is wrong because maybe you have a different experience that we can talk about, please share that experience with me. I would love to discuss it if you know something that I don't know, or you know, well, in, in actually in this country, it is the code. I didn't look at all the country's codes, that's a really difficult thing to do. So I was mainly focused on what, it seems America mostly focuses on this holiday. I don't know that other countries do as much, but maybe. We'll see. It'd be 2004 for them, though, because they do month, uh, what is it? They do month, day, year or something. It's backwards. Or it's day, month, year. Yeah, because it's littlest day, month, second biggest year largest that's how they do their dates uh, in other countries so anyways we talk about the myth of of is it the best time to plant the cannabis plant is april 20th a great crop starting date to to put your plant in the ground and start your grow Nah, that's not true either. I mean, you know, we uh, obviously it seems that in any climate, given the proper technology, cannabis can be grown anywhere. And that's very resourceful. And I think that's a very interesting thing to note of the plant. It is very, very, very rugged and it and it can adapt. I do believe that there are strains that adapt to different climates that affect differently and that have different properties, which is amazing. I mean, just imagine if we could cultivate properly and the whole world was on the same page like we're going to take this plant we're going to try to refine it so everybody can get it so everybody can be on this kind of like higher level of existing if they want to be and if not that's cool too no judgment no meanness towards those people that's just their choice you know and i I don't know I, i don't know anyways it's also not when jim morrison died Sorry, that's not true. April twentieth is not his death day. I don't know what his death day is, but I know it's not April twentieth. Uh, nor is it Janis Joplin or Jimi Hendrix's death days, as some people have also propagated, which is just bizarre. I think that's a very weird thing to say. Like, oh, they made a a holiday on the death of these people, man. That's a great thing. That's like really, really. I mean, think about that. That's pretty dark and fucked up, you know. So we've talked a little bit about the myths. What is the truth? about 420. Do you know if what if if what I am about to say is the real truth, do you know what I'm about to speak about? Have you already learned this? It, it is possible, you know? So let's see, let's go on this journey together. So from what I gathered in San Rafael, California in 1971, uh, there was a group of five friends nicknamed the Waldos, uh, who would meet, uh, At 4.20, after school, for a couple reasons. One, it was when they knew their parents weren't yet home, so they could gather and do what they wanted and smoke if they wanted. Um, But also, they had heard the legend that there was a coast uh, guard or a um, lifeguard on the coast of California who had a secret cannabis grow, and it was this magical, legendary plant. They had been abandoned, and they were going to go search for it. So they would begin their search every day of 420. So this really happens, and they start using 420 in their day-to-day lives as they're walking around. Hey, man, how's it going? Oh, it's going good, bro. Uh, 420 later? Yeah, 420. Cool. Because no one else knows what that means. In 1971, they're just like, okay, those kids are just going to meet up as a group at 420. That's cool you know, whatever, and no one's thinking they're being any of the wiser, so they're, they're meeting up to have smoke sessions and whatnot during all this, feel freedom, feel escaped from their parents. One of the older brothers knows of this term and says it in front of his friend. His friend happens to be, at the time, the bassist for the Grateful Dead. At that exact moment in time, he thinks, oh, that's clever. That's a cool code, man, and I love the story behind it. These boys getting together, these dudes being boys, you know, as boys do, having a little moment together where they just bullshit with each other and smoke and share a moment. Like, that's a very beautiful thing and cool, you know, and and, and it can give you a very strong sense of community when you're, you know, an up-and-comer. I don't necessarily recommend underage smoking. I've already said it on the podcast a couple times. Wait till you're fucking 21. I think that's the best way. It allows you to let your brain develop before you alter it with the drug because it is, at the end of the day, a drug. It does have mind-altering properties in some regards. So as we keep talking about it, the boys, the Waldos, you know, they end up uh, infiltrating and giving this amazing code to the Grateful Dead. The Grateful Dead are a very famous band. They're touring around. is like the kind of the height of their movement. They're they're up and coming this. So they are now using the code backstage, they're using the code with fans, they're using the code with other people. Those people are using with other people. Those people are using with other people and almost 20 years later, 19 years later in the early 90s. So you know around 20 years later. The founder of High Times recognizes 420 as the official language of cannabis. It is the, the cannabis code, as it were. That's probably today's episode, 420, the cannabis code. Uh, so it's really cool because these kids, man, they spoke their own lingo. They made up their own their own language, essentially. And it was something that was subtle, clever, and caught on. Then, obviously, the time of 4.20 can also be translated to the calendar of 4.20. At some point, the high times people said, let's make it a day. Let's make it a celebration, you know. And now here we are celebrating this amazing, amazing plant that does so many awesome things and has great properties, as we've talked about. So, uh, we're going to do some story time. And I only have a couple we had a couple entries, and I'm gonna thank those people when uh we get to reading their stories uh both stories are very good. I like them I also will probably share a story that I've never shared before actually, and it's not a funny story. it's a serious story, but uh it is worth uh worth talking about so Let's go to, first and foremost, our dude, Prowl40 on Instagram. First of all, he sent me a thing that they did, an online celebration, which was lighting the green candle. Uh, And it says this. Almost 100 years ago, the black candle book was used to justify prohibition in Canada. We're learning something new. To make a new age, we are lighting the green candle to celebrate. Come join us online to celebrate 42020. Only comes around every 100 years. Join us on our Discord, Reddit communities at Canadian Seed Exchange for the evening. I'm sure a lot of you did. On 42020, we will start uh, 4 p.m. Newfoundland time and prepare to light up across Canada 420 p.m. As 420 moves across the Great Nation, we will light up again. Every hour will be full of giveaways, contests, and games. I really wish I would have been able to give this information to you guys in the episode prior to this one uh, so that you would have known this information because it would—it sounds like it was fun. And it says, who doesn't like a party with gifts? Uh, seeds, gear, and swag from great Canadian cannabis culture companies uh, have teamed with us. Canadian residents only must be 19. So you had to be Canadian to actually win the prizes, which makes sense. They can't internationally be shipping weed stuff. They could get in trouble. It just makes sense. Let's be smart and safe and whatnot. But Prowl sent me a... A 420 story that I absolutely love. Here we go. <laughs> so me and the wife had such a great 420 uh last year that we slept in a bit the next morning. Who doesn't love to sleep in on 421? Uh which is actually the day I'm recording this, is 421. So, a surprise. Uh so I slept in a little actually I didn't sleep in today. That's that is weird. I I didn't sleep in today but I went to bed very early so I got extra sleep so technically I slept in I guess I don't know fuck it anyways our 10-year-old this is back to the story it says again me and my wife had such a great 420 that we slept in a bit against the next morning our 10-year-old beat us to the kitchen in the morning by about 10 minutes oof we found him standing in the kitchen trying to make sense of what was going on it turns out we or I as the wife claims Uh, I put the milk in the cupboard, TV remote was in the sink, and the cereal was in the fridge. We told our son that it was opposite day and played along the rest of the day. Cheers. I love this story. He goes on to follow that we will remember this year if my son, we will see this year if my son remembers opposite day. And then he posted posted that he would be hosting that celebration uh, again. So... Uh, and we, he says, cheers for that blunt. So cheers to you, Prowl Forty. Thank you so much. And actually, in your honor, right now I'm going to toke just for a second here and take a step back, pack the boat, pack the boat down a little bit, folks. Here we go again. Man, this bowl is a little bit dirty. I really need to clean it. That's going to be a whole other episode too. We're going to talk about cleaning your, your different pieces and how to do it. What's the best route? So here we go. We're going to talk about another story. Shout out to Terp Bible on Instagram. Go give them a follow. They share amazing videos of different pieces and different amazing content in general. Very jealous of how awesome their shit is. And I don't mean shit like badly. I mean, I'm jealous that they have such great content because it's just like, damn, that's good. Damn, that's good. Fuck, that's really good. Anyways, so here we go. Another last year story. These, both these stories happened the same day-ish, kind of. 4 420, 421 of 2019. So flashback to a year ago. So last year we were doing renovations on our old house so we could sell it. At the time, I was working construction, and a lot of the guys would work high, and it looked like they were having a great time. So one day, I decided to buy a dab pen battery off of one of the guys I worked with. At the time, I didn't know where to get a dab cart, but I didn't think it could be that hard. Every day after work, I would go to the old house to work on it while my dad was at work. My dad was a cop and worked night shifts, so he had to be at work at 6, so he wouldn't be there at the old house when I got there. Eventually, after working on the old house for a few weeks, it started to get miserable for me. Understand that. I hadn't found a dab cart yet, so I figured I'd start looking for connects to get me one. My best friend, we'll call him Jay, would come help me at the house, and we'd listen to music and actually get a lot of stuff done. Jay knew of somebody who had dab carts in my town so I immediately gave him money and Jay went to meet this guy and get the cart. After about 30 minutes of being gone, he texts me that he was on his way back to the house. He pulls up and I was so excited to get high for the first time. Mad shout out to your first time being a fun experience with a friend, I love it. It just so happened to be 4.20 that day and I decided to get high for the first time. So knowing nobody was going to show up to the house until the next day we started hitting this dab pin on the back porch and didn't really feel anything for a few minutes we walked back inside and we were on our phones for a few more minutes then we both looked up and BAM it hit us straight out of nowhere and we were shook Jay was full of regret you could tell anxiety had overtaken him though the fire and the flames we kept hit through the fire and the flames which I love the Dragon Force reference We kept hitting this pen and getting higher and higher. Before we knew it, it was 12 a.m. and we both knew we needed to get back to my house, but we were both way too stoned to drive. So I jokingly told Jay to take a cold shower and that a cold shower would sober him up. So Jay believed me and got into the shower with all of his clothes on and took a cold shower with no soap. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. So keep in mind, this whole house has nothing in it since we were trying to sell it, so there are no towels or anything to dry off with. So I went upstairs while he was taking a cold shower, and I start painting the room my dad had told us needed to be painted that day. All of a sudden, I hear Jay's truck start up and leave the house. I call him, and he tells me he's going to the store to get a towel. So extremely stoned and soaking wet, he walks into Dollar General and buys a bright pink towel and is drying off as he's paying for it. The cashier must have just been like, what the fuck? It's like, doom, 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 That's the the little, like, music that's playing in the in the background. And they're just, like, staring at the guy because it's nighttime and nobody really comes into Dollar General that late. And this guy just rolls up and they're just like, what the fuck? And he's soaking wet and they're just like, what the fuck is a soaking wet dude going to buy at Dollar General at, you know, the middle in the middle of the night and it's a pink towel that's fucking hysterical so anyways he buys the bright pink towel and is drying off as he's paying for it he calls me back about 15 minutes later to tell me he accidentally drove to their current house because he forgot he was still at the old house so he had to come back to the old house to pick me up he shows up still wet and that is when he tells me about walking to the end of the store dripping wet We leave the old house and go to my house only to eat everything in the house and then go straight to sleep. We went to that house every day after that and smoked weed while we worked. The funny thing is about my best friend Jay, his mom was our real estate agent who was selling our house, so we were using it to hotbox. So yeah, that was probably two years ago and I've smoked every day since and Jay and me keep in touch all the time. Man, that's amazing. Thanks, Turp Bible. That is absolutely an incredible story about your first time smoking with your friend. Uh, I love it. So I said I was gonna share a story I've never shared anywhere before. I don't think I've told maybe one person. So uh it was many years ago at this point, it was twenty seventeen. This this actually the story about the old house made me think of this because I actually used to help my dad work on a house that I used to live in, and it was really crazy, the circumstances. He called me in early February of 20, I think it was 16, and he was like, hey, so I've got this really bad degenerative back problem and spinal stenosis, and I'm fucked. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to walk. I don't know how bad it is. I have to go get like further testing, and he was really concerned and so i went home to visit him and we had this really deep moment and there were tears shed and stuff and it was really hard because i was worried about him i thought this was really really bad for him and i thought that it was going to take him out really at a really young age essentially so in all of that he calls me a couple days later and he's he's crying when he calls me and he's stressed again he's like hey man i um i uh I got an email from our uh insurance company or I got a letter from the insurance company that uh if we don't do some renovations to the outside of the house we're going to lose our insurance and then that's of course a bad thing cuz you can lose the loan on your house and all that and blah, blah blah it all spirals into bullshit right so he's injured and he's a very much a do-it-yourself guy and there's you know all this Drama with them saying they're going to take. And get rid of our insurance. And in a crazy twist of fate. I had lost my job. Like right. Right after all this had happened. And my my mind went to two places. Now I'm going to focus. On my life. For a little bit. And I'm going to give music. My everything. Check out. Uh, walkamongusband.com uh, That's my band. And then. I'm going to help my dad. And I told my dad, I was like, listen, you and me and some people, all fine people or whatever, we'll do this house. We will make this house nice and we'll do what needs to be done on the outside. And it was like we had to build a guardrail on the porch and needed to repaint it because it, it really was starting to look like shit, honestly. But it was just it was just the house, man, it was just whatever, it was just our house, you know, we didn't think anything of it, and now that it is what it is and looks how it looks, it's like, shit, how did it ever, how do we ever let it look how it used to look, so I started driving down every day, I would drive two hours down to my dad's to help him, and then drive home to be with my family, and and live my life and do the things I needed to do and then drive back the next morning and help and get as much done as possible. And I was putting in like eight hours a day and then plus driving to and from. So I was beat, man. And I was just, you know, going as hard in the paint as I could, killing myself, essentially. And, you know, in that time, this, again, makes me think of the story because it was like, man, you could you could tell that tensions were high with my dad and, I, and myself because... We would kind of butt heads a lot. But I know that the thing that was keeping us chill was the was the smoke. It was that. Even though we weren't doing it together, we would both take breaks. And we knew what was going on. So anyways, one day I'm driving down to see him. And to help. And he had given me his car that day. Because he's like, hey, you're going to make a lot of trips. And I need the little truck to get a lot of the stuff for the house. Why don't you drive the car up? I'll borrow the truck. We'll just have a switch to do and that'll be cool. And I was like, oh, that is actually a nice idea. And then I get to drive the fucking Mustang for some time. That's cool, you know? And I'm cruising around in the Mustang, looking hot and whatnot. It was great. It was a great time. Until one day. So I'm driving, and I would always carry stuff with me, like an extra pair of clothes, my... E, the, the the hitter box you know <clears throat> whatever I could to to travel to and fro <laughs> so I'm driving one day and I'm just minding my business and this okay there's zero reason to lie to you people this is 100% what happened and it's all it's 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 crazy how it happened and and I know why but anyways So I am very meticulous when I drive, and if I have cruise control, I put it on cruise control usually for about one mile under the speed limit or right at the speed limit in any vehicle that I have cruise control on. I don't like to drive super fast. I think it's stupid to be dangerous. Yeah, you get there a little bit faster. It's not that much faster. Don't be a dumbass. That's your PSA for me. So anyways, I'm doing my thing. I'm locked in 60 miles an hour, got the cruise control on, doing my thing. And I'm just sitting there, you know, in the slow lane, mind you, driving and I'm going and I see a cop and I'm like, okay, cool. And I see there is a white car that is flying and they go zooming past me. And I'm like, whoa, that dude was kicking balls, man. That was crazy and the next thing i know the cop is behind me pulling me over and i'm like what okay so like i'm shaking i'm nervous i have a little bit of anxiety i don't particularly like law enforcement especially the way they treat the african american community and the asian american community and the latino american community and 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 really a lot of times cops do bad things. I'm sorry. It's just the facts. I'm just looking at the facts here. I'm not trying to be an asshole. So pulls me over. Okay. Comes to the 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 passenger window and I'm stopped. And he goes, "License and registration." And I go, "Okay." And I and I know where the registration is, in my dad's glove compartment. I grab it and I hand it to him and then I'm like, "Where's my wallet?" And I realized, for some reason, I've put it in my bag. So now I have to open my bag, which happens to be in the front seat. Not in the back seat like I usually keep it. So, a couple things to just be mindful of. Bag should have been in the back seat. Wallet should have been in the pocket. Anyways, I get out my license. I hand it to him. As soon as I hand it to him, he goes, Step out of the vehicle, please. The wind gets sucked out of my sails, and I'm shook. Hardcore Shook. And he says, "Come sit in my vehicle." And I was like, "Okay, what the fuck?" So he sits, and then I sit in the passenger seat, and we're just chatting. And he's just asking me questions and just talking and whatnot. And he makes gives me the ticket, the warning ticket. And he goes, "There you go." And then, because I'm shook, and he, I think he realizes it, he just asks me a question that I didn't know my rights. You know. And, boom, here we go. He says, do you got anything in the vehicle that I should be concerned with? No, no, sir, he says, so you wouldn't, there's no reason to worry about, like, you wouldn't mind me searching you. And I was like, nope, because huh. what do you say? Boom, search style. So he is searching the vehicle, and he goes into the bag and finds the thing. And then calls me out to the car. Ooh, this is scary. He says, what's this? And I'm like, well, I don't know what to do, man. Like, I can't. What am I supposed to tell you that that's what's going on? Like, that's." he, He goes, I just wanted honesty, man. That's not cool. And he took the thing and he threw it in the fucking cornfield and he said, get out of there. And it was at that moment I knew what white privilege was. The end. Yeah. That's real. I remember sitting in the cop car uh, while he was searching and I realized there was a dash cam pointed at the at the passenger of course and I was I didn't say it aloud but I was thinking to myself I'm going to jail cuz I didn't know how serious this was. Yeah, I didn't have a lot on me or anything but still it was a very intense even as it was hard to tell that story cuz it's just it's uh it traumatized me. Even to this day I struggle when I'm on the road. Anytime I see anytime I see a police officer because I was being like very safe wasn't doing anything, minding my own business, had the thing going on. He gave me the warning, but then he he got me afterwards essentially. And that's bogus. So anyways, that's a story I've never told. I'll follow it up by another story that I have partially told, but I'm going to tell it in some pretty brave detail. So we were in Vegas a few years ago, and we met up with these people who we became great friends with. They were a couple, and uh, we happened to meet them poolside at this event we were at. And uh, they were like, hey, you know, we were from California. Uh, We drove here only four hours. Um, We have a safe full of some of the finest cannabis in the world. Do you want to come up to the room and like hang out? And we we're like, "Yes, absolutely. We don't really have a lot of friends, so we would love to make friends. It's cool." So we go there and they're like, "Have you ever tried a dab?" And I was like, "No. Nope. No nope, not no, sir. What is that? What is a dab?" And they go, "Okay, let's show you." And he dude of the couple takes and gets the 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 little shatter on his pen and he has his torch and he torches the nail and whatever and sets it in there and twirls it around kind of slowly while he's you know hitting it and then he clears it and that's it you know and I was like oh yeah sure I'll try that that's cool not knowing how strong it was I did one and he's like you're good I was like okay and then in the midst of that the wife is like hey I packed our donut bowl and I was like what and she was like I got it as a donut bowl It's in the shape of a donut, and it's a bowl. We should have it. I was like, oh, that's so nice. That's so cool. So we share this bowl, and we smoke it, and it was a great time. And then it hits me, and then I'm like on the elevator, and then I'm in, this is as much as I remember seriously, and then I'm in the restaurant that we ate at uh, ordering delicious uh, sweet corn tamales that gives away where I was at. And then uh, the next thing I know, we're walking out the door. And Sarah taps me and she's like, hey, uh, are you going to pay for dinner? You said you were going to buy dinner and you just literally walked down to the restaurant. And I was like, what I did? Oh my gosh. I had no idea that I just did that. So, you know, I get realigned. We leave the restaurant. We go to this place called Circle Bar. That again gives away my, my location. If you know anything about me, uh, we're there and Buddy, it is still rocking my world. People are talking to me. We're just chatting it up. And I'm just like, "Ah, whoa, right in this cloud. A bunch of people that we know are coming up and talking to us and just bullshitting and whatnot. It was a lot of people from the internet community in that specific event we were at knew each other but didn't really know each other. So this was like the gathering of people. And some of us had known each other from previous years. So we did, in fact, already have some sort of friendship or relationships built with some of these people. So, um. We are at Circle Bar, and the next thing I know, they're they're serving drinks. And we're drinking, and we're drinking. And then our couple friend is like, hey, we should go have some more dabs. And I was like, yeah, we should do that. And our other friend is there, and he happens to be a dude who... I think it's worth telling the story as real as I can tell it. So this is my buddy, Josh. And Josh um, was a very, very well-known radio personality for a time. And he inspired me to be a podcaster. And Josh uh, is like, I've never done dabs either. Let's go. So we go up to our, uh, our couple friend's room. And Josh has brought his girlfriend, who happens to be a porn star of sorts, and uh, we're all sitting around, and the husband says, hey, here's how you do it. He shows us, I already knew what I was doing, I was going to go second, we were going to let Josh go first. So he gives it thing to Josh, and Josh, I swear to God, he just starts jabbing it into this thing like he's trying to fucking crack it and break it. He did not know what he was doing at all. It was hysterical. It was some of the funniest things I've ever seen. And then we're sitting there all getting stoned, and it was just an amazing moment. And I remember it was one of the it was one of the things that just sticks out with me because it never happened. And I'm just like, yeah, you have no idea what you're talking about. And I'm sure that things get planned and then they never follow through, but. Josh's girlfriend had claimed that they were doing a sequel to Dexter that was going to be a movie that was going to right the wrong of the series finale and undo most of season eight, most likely. And I was like, oh, my God, that would be amazing. We started talking about it. And we were just riffing on it. And it was great. It never happened. And I'm like, that didn't. That might not have probably happened. So anyways, that was a fun time, and it was a great, long, interesting evening of debauchery and being in Las Vegas and having a blast. And, uh, I think that was the night I met Mike Tyson too. Or that might've been the next night. I think that was actually the next night we went to go to, um, this place, this amazing sub shop, uh, which I cannot remember. Capriati's I think is what it's called. I think it is Capriati's. We were going to go there and we were walking uh, in the parking lot. And we saw this super long stretch stretch limo and there was this guy sitting there, and it was the profile of Mike Tyson. I was like, dude, that's Mike Tyson. We walked over, and we were just like, hey, Mike. And he was like, hey, guy." And that was it. And we just left. We didn't bother him. We didn't say, hey. He didn't say, do you want to party? It wasn't nothing crazy. It was just, hey, hey, go on your way. I think he realized we were doing our own thing, and weren't trying to be disturbing, which was cool. Um, and he was still there when we got out. We were, we still. We didn't even bother him on the way back. We just did our thing. In retrospect, I should have bought him a fucking sandwich. I should have been like, "Do you want a sandwich from capriotti's Mike? I'm buying." But, anyways, I digress. So, I want—I've got some more stuff to talk about, and this is going to definitely be the longest caniculture episode to date. Not what I planned, but hey, I'm not mad at it. Uh, I wanted to talk about things you smoke with, and a new segment called "What's This." And a lot of people go, what's a one What's a one-hitter? I don't know what that is. Some people don't smoke out of that. They smoke out of a thing called a chillum or a bowl or they smoke out of a pipe or whatever. So a one a a one-hitter is an aluminum-based, usually or um, metal-based cigarette-looking pipe that you fill one end and then you light that end and then with the other end you just inhale And that's how you smoke it. Pretty simple. You clean it with products like Q-tips and toothpicks. And, you know, rubbing alcohol and salt is good if you need it as well. Uh, That's for a good deep clean. Uh, One-hitters are, you know, most commonly used in hitter boxes. That's why they call them a hitter box because they have a one-hitter. It's for one hit. Good for one hit. You put it in. That's all you're getting is one hit. So it's not like you're getting three or four rounds with it. Like you do a bowl or whatever it is. So if you didn't know one hit or one E, it, that's all it is. Easy peasy. So I learned a new term and it amazed me. And I thought it would be cool to mention on the show uh, that I learned a new term that is from, I think, the UK called a zoot. What's a zoot? I want a zoot. Zoot is another word for joint or spliff. Zoot, give me that zoot. I need a zoot. Can I have a hit of that zoot? Anybody got any zoot? I don't know how they use it, but that's that's how I assume they would use it. You'll have to correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, but yes, those are two. What's this? Items. You know, we're going to be talking more about different items you smoke out of, how they're used. One hitter is very basic. That's why I wanted to start with it. There's not a whole lot to it. You know, you put your bud in your device, your hitter box, or onto a tray or whatever. You pack it. You smoke it. You have time. You know, do break up that bud, though. Some people just, like, break some off, and you're kind of wasting a little bit because that bud will break up even nicer, and it can produce two or three hitters in the amount of hitter, in the amount of bud that is in the one hitter you just shoved in there. Not always, but sometimes, and you you should always try to get the most with your smoke uh, unless you have a ton of extra, and if you do, drive to my place somehow. I don't know how to tell you to do that, but you know what I'm saying. The end. Anyways, uh, don't drive to my house. That's a total joke. I don't want you here, ever. That's also a joke. I don't know if you're a good or bad person. Who knows? Just danger, no bad people, no and no, no people that are gonna be mean to me and my family. That's all I want. So let's quickly, before we get out of here, talk about the munchy game, you guys. The munchy game. What is the munchy game? Well, it's what you're snacking on, man. And I don't know about you guys, but I personally know that when I snack on stuff after I've had a nice toke. Every every time I'm eating or choosing to snack, it's just an in-the-mood type thing. And I have different flavors. Some days I love chips and salsa, or like queso and salsa is absolutely amazing. I can just sit and eat a whole jar of chips and salsa because I have problems, and it's really good. It's kind of healthy, right? It's tomatoes and different vegetables, so that is good. Um, But it is something that I, I do have a... A very, 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 very... I'm a very big fan of chips and salsa. But on the flip side, see, like, that's, like, my, my, like, saltier snack, what I like to go with. But my, like, sweet tooth, the first thing comes to mind is a plate of Chips Ahoy cookies and milk. And I have to get the Fair Life's lactose-free milk because I've got the, uh... I don't have the enzyme to make milk digest all the time. So... I have a deficiency in it I guess I don't know I don't know what exactly the problem is but it makes my stomach sick if I drink real real milk a lot of it too makes me very ill this is not pretty so anyways chips and cookies or (laughs) chips chips and cookies (sighs) chips and salsa milk and cookies don't put those together I have done milk after eating chips and salsa, though, because sometimes it's like you get that super hot shit, and you're like, oh my god, my mouth is ablaze. I need something to cool me down. Give me that milk. That's the life. And then maybe you would eat cookies after that, too, and it would help, too, probably. Shit, maybe those four are a great munchy combination, so who knows? Uh, but in the munchy game, those are some basic snacks that you get every day. Now, I'm going to introduce you to a new snack. This one's probably gonna come with some controversy because of the name. Just know the name was very early in this person's career, and now they don't exist anymore well they 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 do exist, but they're, they're they don't they don't live anymore so anyways, uh brighten the tone that got all dark all of a sudden. Uh, I'm going to talk to you guys about Kobe fries. What are Kobe fries? I don't know what are Kobe fries. What are Kobe fries? Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. Okay, so here's what you're going to do. You're going to roll over to your local McDonald's. You're going to order a large fry, no salt. Very important, you order a large fry, no salt. Why? Because that's going to ensure that they make them fresh. You need them hot and fresh. You need them boiling and fresh, right? Come out that oil fresh, no salt, no salt. If you want to salt them, salt them yourself at your house. That way you can control your salt intake, right? And then, here's the best part. You tell them, I also need a cup of hot fudge. You're like, can you do that? Well, most places, if you're cool and not an asshole to them, will allow you to get the hot fudge. Just say, you could charge me for a hot fudge sundae. I don't want any ice cream. Hot fudge sundae, no ice cream. It's how you order it, essentially. And all I want is a cup full of fudge. Now, you're going to take those fries, and they're hot as fuck. You're going to dip them in that hot as fuck fudge, and you're going to eat them. And they are amazing, and they are called Kobe fries. Why are they called Kobe fries? He was an asshole, some people might say. He's dead now, unfortunately. That was a great tragedy and all that. you know. But, like, why were they called Kobe fries? Because they were absolutely the clutch go-to snackage. When we were craving something sweet and salty. That is the absolute go-to. No question. There would probably be no better homemade Nate created snack than the Kobe fries. They are so clutch. And at the time, Kobe was clutch. He had many rings at that time. I think it was like three rings at the time that they were named. Two rings, maybe two or three rings. He was, but he was the man, man. And he was, he was in all those crazy shots. You guys know the history of Kobe Bryant, if you're a fan at all. So like, if you get a chance, go get Kobe Fries. They are clutch. They will change your life. Hashtag Kobe Fries. Take a picture. Post them on Instagram and tag Caniculture Podcast. Uh, I think that's actually gonna do it for this week's episode of Caniculture. Again, I wanna thank you guys so much for joining me on this 420 celebration. Okay, that's amazing. And I want to say thanks to all the people that Sent in stuff for me to read and tell their 420 stories. Next time, I would like for there to be more people. So please submit your stuff. We'll tell stories anytime on this podcast. I love them. If they involve the cannabis, I would love to talk about it. All right. Uh, as always, folks, you can check out Cannaculture Podcast right here on the Journey into Comics Network. Search Journey into Comics Network on all the different podcasting platforms Apple Music, uh, iTunes. Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, Spotify, CastBox, TuneIn, and many others. Just search for the Journey into Comics Network by searching Journey into Comics Network. One feed is all you'll need. We have a bunch of different awesome shows on this page. Make sure to check them all out. There's a backlog of over 1,000 shows. And if you're home doing nothing and you're looking for podcasts to listen to, there's some history to check into there, folks. I want to thank you guys so much once again for joining me on this 420 special As always, I have been your host, Nate, and we're going to do something new now. Here we go. You guys ready for the new thing? Now when we sign out, we're going to say, this is Nate with CannaCulture. Have a good one. Spark that bowl. Later, guys.